0: Hey, guys, this is Pastor Zach, and you are listening to Sermon Notes here at HPC. All right, so for those of you that don't know, um, I have my brother Justin and my sister-in-law Kim have three boys um, that are the light of my life, um, Jackson, Bryson, and Owen. And um, on Wednesday, before I was heading back to New York, um, and also like you have seen, we have a little uh, hoving home little in the King's Academy and so if I can which has only happened twice but I love to swing into chapel just to see them and um Carson's mom works on Wednesday so she can never come but Carson always looks back to see if anybody ever comes to see her because you know people visit so when I saw her this past Wednesday she was super excited um but I say all that to say if you haven't been and you have a kid or your family member check it out it's an experience um really awesome something really powerful about hearing a room full of children give glory to god um in unison and then uh, it's just really cool and jamal kills it with like i don't know he's around here somewhere but um he like kills it like going up and down and everything and so anyway um so he actually had done the song um firm foundation by map city with them and um he did this really cool example with them like he's like uh you don't get it like do you know the story of the three little pigs like you know I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down and and um and he as he was doing this whole theatrical example and the kids were like you know watching him up and down the aisle I felt like the lord was saying this is what you're going to talk about on Sunday and I'm like what like <laughs> Okay, like, and it's usually last minute, so I was actually very grateful it was Wednesday because typically I'll get it, like, Saturday night. So it was kind of nice that it was, like, a couple days of buffer. But um, I was like, okay, you know, and then I really didn't like it, so I tried going in a couple different directions, like, five times over, and no matter what, I kept coming back to this, like, if you know me and you've ever heard me speak, I don't like one scripture. Like, one scripture. And let me tell you what I like less than just preaching on one scripture. A scripture that Jesus said. What do I need to add to that? Like, nothing. Like, if that's what he said, take it and go. Like, I don't have anything else. Like, if he, didn't, if he thought there needed to be more, he would have put more there, in my opinion. But anyway, so he... Okay, so anyway, I go to read the scripture. Because I'm like, alright, Lord, maybe you have something here that's more than what you said. So... I go, it's Matthew 7. If you want to turn there with me, because you know, I mean, this time you can actually read it. Usually when I'm preaching, I'm like, you can check it out later, because I've so much to cover, but this time it's one verse. So, or one not one verse, but one story. All right, so build your house on the rock. Matthew seven, twenty-four. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat that house but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock and everyone who hears those words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it all right so let's break it down for a sec what's the house? who's the house um, and I was like, all right Lord like what do you have here so I'm going to start off with a couple more scriptures. So First Corinthians three sixteen, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells within you? First Peter two, four through five. As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by man, but in the sight of the Lord, chosen and precious, you yourself are like stones being built up as a spiritual house to be holy, presented, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Hebrews three: six, Christ is faithful over God's house as a son, as we are the house, if indeed we hold fast to our confidence and our boasting in our hope. So we are the house. So here's something to think about with that. What gets destroyed in the story if it's not built on the right thing? The house. So that's like, a, that's like, an, that's like an important thing to pay attention to. Um, so what gets destroyed, the house, how from not having the right foundation? Okay, what's the rock? All right, so the rock. Psalm 62, 6. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. Psalm 18, 31. For who is God but the Lord? And who, and who is a rock except our God? Who's a rock except God? That's what the Bible says. Psalm 78, 35. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. All right, so if God's the rock and we're the house and we have to build on him and the problem is the faulty foundation. What's a foundation? Let me just tell you, Ronnie. Eaton. I got some lessons and I was very impressed. So um, I don't know much about building a house and in fact I will go as far as to say I know zero about building a house. I probably couldn't even build you a shelf and if I did you shouldn't put anything on it. Um, but what is a foundation like what's the purpose of it and of course in your lifetime you hear that like foundations are important right like anybody who's heard anything about building a house you know that a foundation is a big deal or if you walk in a house and you start seeing like cracks in the wall and stuff they're like oh gosh or you know if the plumb line's weird it's like oh maybe the foundation's off like what does that mean like knock the whole house down and build a new one like how, how do you fix a foundation you know what I mean so so foundation what is it according to just like every construction site I could find from here to kingdom come what's a foundation All right, so first, it holds up the structure. I mean, duh, but it holds up the structure. Okay, so Christ holds us up. Think about when you're starting to feel like wobbly in life. What is it that holds you up? You as the house. Are you using something to hold you up that doesn't hold you up? What are you using? Because if it's not the rock, you're going to fall. And the Bible says it's a great fall it bears heavy loads how about scripture promises us that his burden is light it the the foundation not the house doesn't say the house bears heavy loads it says the foundation bears heavy loads so when you don't have a foundation and a heavy load comes what's bearing it because it can't be the house What happens to a house when there's not a good foundation and a heavy load comes? There's a great fall. How many feel like you got a heavy load this morning? How many in our culture feel like the load is heavy right now? Fear is a load. It's a load of nonsense, but it's a load. And we carry it everywhere we go. We are afraid of everything. And listen, God gave us, you know, a healthy sense of fear, right? Like our body has a certain, you know, fight or flight, which is like good so you don't go hug a bear. But at the same time, there's wisdom in your utilization of the fear. There's wisdom of your utilization of your apprehensions. We don't use it right. We attach it to everything. And we become hypervigilant in it. And it's an absence of faith, And here's the thing, I one time heard um, a sermon preached and this pastor was saying, what's the, what's the opposite of, of fear? You know, it's, is it faith? Everyone, you know, in all my life I've heard that, right? Faith, fear, faith, fear, fear, faith. But he said, I challenge you today that it's not faith, it's love. And the word that he expounded on transformed my life when it comes to fear. Because fear is also very heavily tied to anxiety, which I mean, hey, that's the next closest thing to describe us as a culture, right? We're anxious about everything. We anticipate the worst case scenario in just about everything. And it's like actualization therapy or something that we're doing for ourselves. His burden is light. What does that mean? Does that mean what you're carrying isn't heavy? So if the foundation doesn't break when the heavy load comes, does that mean the load was light? no it means the foundation can hold it the foundation is doing what the foundation is meant to do the house was never meant to carry the load so when you try to carry the load it falls apart get swept away with the storm why don't you which by the way we do go on facebook it's a nightmare we get i like i it's so hard you're in you're in ministry and you have to have social media because You know, you have to be proclaiming what God is doing and networking and making relationships. And there are good parts of it. But it's like, then there's this whole other part that's like, man, you just want to shut it all down. Like, who feels like it? It's like a nice little dose of depression every morning when you go on and hear everyone's woes. And listen, it's real. I'm not saying life is a walk in the park and you shouldn't utilize help or, like, talk to people. But I'm saying, where's your foundation? Where's the foundation? Is there a crack in it? Because it's time to stop putting some putty in there and painting it over and start actually addressing what's causing the crack. What is that? The foundation protects from flooding or moisture damage. Hey, that's a slow fade. That's a slow fade. You don't walk in one day and your house is falling apart because of moisture. That happens over time. And sometimes you don't even know until someone comes in and is like, hey, this is a problem with your foundation and there's been major moisture damage. I didn't know that until last night, but that's a good little gift for you. <laughs> Sounded like I knew that, right? Yeah. So I say that to say, there's slow things in our life that we let in. Where's your access point? Where is it? Pay attention. Is it a wounding? Is it an offense? Is it a heartache? Is it a hardship? Is it a person? I'll tell you what, it's not Christ. So how do you resolve it? It acts as a stabilizer, a stabilizer. Think of what that is. Stabilization makes things strong. I want to be strong in the Lord. He commands that of us multiple times. Be strong, be courageous. Let me tell you, I have never felt so weak than I have in the last two years of my life for things that have come against me and I've never questioned things like I have in the last two years, but I'll tell you what, it's the questioning and the looking that reveals things. If you ignore it and you just keep walking away from it, then you're not going to see what the issue is, and you're going to have the same problem again and again and again and again, and people are going to get sick of hearing about it. (laughs) Thankfully, Jesus doesn't, so that's really encouraging, but people will, and so especially, you know, the residents, they know I love them. I'd run in front of a car for them, but at the end of the day, if you've told me something three times over and you can't show me that you've done some serious time before the Lord with it, I don't want to hear about it a fourth or a fifth or a sixth time because I'm not the answer. I can be an ear and I can love you through it and I can point you to the word that's going to give you wisdom, but I'm not the answer. One answer. It also, and most importantly, and what this scripture references, withstands the storm. Storms of life come, right? Things that are really hard, things that we should be venting about and processing, things that are worthy of us to process out loud and worthy of us to get the counsel of many and worthy of us to come before the Lord and ask for help. But see, what's really cool about the scripture and also the song that Jamal was singing is something really cool about that Mav City song is he says, I'm safe with you. You're gonna, I'm gonna make it through. I'm safe with you. And when you're looking out, you know, we lived in Florida for a little while and um I don't know if my brother remembers this, but we we had our first experience with a hurricane. We moved down there because of my father and um so we're like hiding in closets for this hurricane storm and to like board up all the windows. Like I was born like raised in the north. It's like what is this stuff that you speak of like boarding windows and hiding in closets with lamps and Justin and I played enough Monopoly for the world to go around twice or three times and like just done with it. I hate the game now. I'll never play it again. From that, from that experience. My nephews like, you want to play Monopoly? I'm like, any other game, any other game, like PTSD from the Monopoly experience during hurricane season. But you sit inside. Now I was like 12, 11 or 12. And you have to think about as a child, what is that? Like when you're processing that, and it's funny sometimes for me to look back through the eyes of a child, but you start to wonder like the fear mongering that exists around like storms and stuff like, Oh, we're going to die. And like, I just remember us taking the boards off and like thinking like, that was it. That was, that was what it was like. That's, but see there needs to be a confidence that whatever's going on outside, I'm safe. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about that kind of build your house on the rock. He's not talking about go find a rock and build a house. He's talking about, I am the rock, you are the house, and if you build your foundation on anything besides me, it's gonna fall. You put it on your boyfriend, it's gonna fall. You put it on your money, it's gonna fall. You put it on another person, your family, it's gonna fall. You know, early on, I remember my mom would start to say to Justin and I, very, very little, I love you the most in the whole world, more than anybody ever except Jesus. And she would say that to us all the time. And as a child, you're like, what the heck? You're like, you love him more than me? Like, you know, but as an adult, who's now a Christian, it makes sense. You know, like, I get it. I'm like teaching the ladies that. Like, you know, my mom, when I was little, used to tell me she loved Jesus more than me. It's better than at a conference a week ago, she told everybody she loved my nephews more than me or my brother, so that was nice. Sure did, note that one, Justin. Note to home, whoop, whoop. Nursing home, no, I'm just kidding, never. so anyway, all of that to say, um, what are you building your rock on? Because I can say in my life, there's been seasons I've built it on my mother. There's been seasons I've built it on significant others. There was a season I built it on friends. And it falls, it all falls. And she's never failed me, not like that. But she's not my God. And one day she won't be here. And we're never going to talk about that because I won't be here either. Jesus returning before then. But, but my life is not built upon her. This last two years, I have really done a, or a year, I guess, a year and a half, done a digging into building my life upon the rock. And I encourage you this morning as I close out that there's a lot of things that can happen from poor foundations low structural integrity cracks in the drywall sticking doors what are you stuck on what are you perseverating on because your foundation is terrible and you can't get out what are you what room are you trapped in because your foundation is cracked you can't bear the heavy loads they come and it knocks you down you know you're shattered you know something i say to the women often because i want to talk about real quick two seconds the beginning of it, the whole the whole picture is built on the concept of obedience. When you obey me, you're building your house on the rock. When you don't follow my commands, you're building your rock on the sand. Right? And often we get women that have the issue of earning God's love because they've had a lot of parental relationships where they had to earn their earn the affection, or they felt like they had to work for it, you know, very performance-oriented. That's not what Jesus is saying. And we know that because in John 14, he says, if you love me, you'll obey me. And let me show you a difference real quick. Not if you obey me, that means you love me. It's if you love me, if you trust me, if you know that my hope for you is good, my plans for you are good, my way is better, put in your hope and your rock, on any as anything else is not good for you if you understand and many of you as parents in the room can relate to that oh if my kid would just get it that I'm saying this because I know it's like we say all the time if I only had the map for life hey guess what here you go the map for life there's the answer so my faith is in Jesus He's my firm foundation. I'm safe with him. And he's never going to fail me. I'm going to fail him. I have failed him. You're going to fail him. You have failed him. But he'll never, he'll never fail you. So this morning, if, if you feel that anything else in your life is your rock, anything, and there's a lot of things that can be our rock, anything that you feel rooted in that's not, not of the Lord, I invite you this morning to lay it down. I invite you this morning to, to tell him, I recognize you are not my rock. Something else is my rock, and I need to do this great exchange. And we're gonna sing um, that song by Map City that Jamal sang in chapel. And I just invite you to sing it with us before you step out. And if you feel led to come down, we love to pray for you. Um, he wants to be your rock. So I hope that this morning you can anchor yourself in that. Thanks for having us, church. Come on, would you stand with us here? And Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, when everything around me I still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. So I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength. Cause I build my life on Jesus. Oh, never, yes, never. I He's never. He's faithful in every season, why would he fail, so why would he fail now? He won't, yes, come on, say, he won't. Lord, we just thank you for your unfailing love. We thank you for the offering of a cornerstone on which to build, the offering of Jesus whose life was given so that we could build with you something that would last for all eternity. And so, Lord, we thank you this morning for our sister. We thank you for the word that you bring us through her. And we thank you for uh, the pouring out of herself, God, for this ministry. And so we just plead the blood of Jesus over the work there, God, in New York and in Fall River. And we continue, Lord, to lift you up that all men, that all women with children would be drawn to you, to know you, to love you, and to build on your rock. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Zach, and you've been listening to HPC Sermon Notes. Love you guys. God bless you, and have the best day of your life.